السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم والصلاۃ والسلام علی رسول الکریم ربش رحلی صدری ویسر علی عمری وحل العقدۃ من لسانی یفقه قولی کتاب الزکات ان شاء الله وی ول بیگن فرام باب نمبر 2 اف کتاب الزکات باب البیعتی علی ایتاء الزکات البیعہ گیونگ الیجنس علی ایتاء الزکات over giving zakat why because fa in tabu wa aqamu salata wa atu zakata fa ikhwanukum fid din allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran that if they repent being the mushrikeen they do tauba and they establish the salah and they give the zakat then they are your brothers in deen and this is why when the people would accept islam they would come to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam And they would give him bay'ah. Bay'ah is basically when you promise, when you give your allegiance, when you say, you make Allah a witness, you put your hand in the hand of the other person and you say that I will do such and such on the condition that you will do such and such. And basically bay'ah is given to a leader. So when the people would accept Islam at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they would give bay'ah to him. That okay, we will do this and this and this. And the commands of Islam basically were mentioned in the bay'ah. And so here Imam Bukhari says that bay'ah is to be taken over giving zakat also. And the hadith is حدثنا ابن نمير قال حدثني ابي حدثنا اسماعيل عن قيس قال قال جرير بن عبد الله جرير ابن عبد الله رضي الله عنه he said that bay'at an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala iqam as-salat. He said, I gave my pledge to the Prophet ﷺ for establishing prayer, وَإِتَاءِ الزَّكَاةِ and for giving zakat, وَالنُّصْحِ لِكُلِّ مُسْلِمِ and for being sincere to every Muslim. Meaning these are three things that I gave my word to when I gave bay'ah to the Prophet ﷺ. I said that I would do these things. And among them was also zakat, and this is the reason why Imam Bukhari brings this hadith over here. Something very beautiful about Jarir ibn Abdullah. Of the three things was being sincere to every Muslim. It has been narrated about Jarir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu that he once bought a horse. He bought a horse from a person for 200 dirham. And when he took the horse away, he gave the money, he took the horse away and he started using the horse. He realized that the horse was really good. And he felt in his heart that it was worth more than 200 dirham. So he went back to the seller and he said the horse you gave me right I bought it for 200 but after using it I realized that it was worth more than 200 so he gave him some more money and then he took the horse again he's like no it's more than what I gave him so he went back gave him more money third time went back fourth time went back and now the seller was like okay what's going on And then he said that I gave my pledge to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that I would be sincere to every Muslim. Now that I use this horse, I know that it was worth more than 200 dirham. It's too good to be just for 200 dirham. So he gave him money himself, not because it was being demanded from him. No, in fact he went four times to that seller. And our matter is the exact opposite. Instead of wanting the best for others, we want the best for ourselves. 
So if we would get it somehow for free, we would get it for free. Even if we have to guilt trip the other person or come up with lies or things like that, people do all such kind of things just to get the maximum benefit. And this is contrary to prophetic teachings and the way of the companions. So this was his level of nusr. And the Prophet ﷺ also said that مَنْ أَحَبَّ أَنْ يُزَّحْزَحَ عَنِ النَّارِ Whoever wants to be saved from hellfire, وَيُدْخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ And he wants to be admitted into Jannah. فَلْتَأْتِهِ مَنِيَّتُهُ وَهُوَ يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ Then let his death come to him while he believes in Allah and the last day. وَلْيَأْتِ إِلَى النَّاسِ الَّذِي يُحِبُّ أَنْ يُؤْتَى إِلَيْهِ And he should give to people what he likes to be given. Meaning, he should treat people the way he likes to be treated. That is how he should die. If he wants to be saved from hellfire and admitted into Jannah. So this is nusr for others. Wishing the best for others, wanting for others what a person wants for himself. Third, bab ithmi mani'i zakat, the sin of the one who does not give zakat. Mani'i. Mani'i is one who refuses, so he does not give zakat. What kind of sin is he incurring? وَقَوْلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى And the statement of Allah the Exalted, وَالَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةَ And those people who hoard gold and silver, وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَهَا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And they do not spend it in the way of Allah, فَبَشِّرْهُمْ بِعَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Then give them the good news of a painful punishment. This is sarcasm. Or this is meant in the literal sense, because remember that the word bashara, bashir bashara, is basically such news whose impact you can feel on the skin. This is why good news is called bashara, because you feel excited. This is why people jump in excitement, in happiness. Right? You feel it on your skin. You get goosebumps or something like that. So just like that, something very frightening can affect your skin. You get goosebumps when you're scared. So فَبَشِّرْهُمْ بِعَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Give them news. If it's good news, this is sarcasm. Or give them news, literally, meaning news that will terrify them of a painful punishment. What is that painful punishment for the people who do not give zakat on gold and silver? يَوْمَ يُحْمَى عَلَيْهَا فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمِ The day when this gold and silver will be heated up in hellfire, فَتُكْوَى بِهَا جِبَاهُهُمْ وَجُنُوبُهُمْ وَظُهُورُهُمْ And with that melted gold and silver, their backs, their sides, their foreheads, their sides, and their backs will be branded with this melted gold and silver. And it will be said, هَذَا مَا كَنَزْتُمْ لِأَنفُسِكُمْ This is what you hoarded for yourselves. فَذُوقُوا مَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْنِزُونَ Now taste what you hoarded for yourselves. Meaning you put this together for yourself, you refuse to give it away. Now taste the punishment for having hoarded it. So in this ayah, what do we see? The punishment for the one who hoards gold and silver and does not spend it in the way of Allah. What does it mean by spending in the way of Allah? Meaning in obedience to Allah. This is one of the interpretations. And spending it in obedience to Allah means that if you have a certain amount of gold and silver sitting with you for a year, then you must give a percentage of it in zakat. So those who hoard gold and silver and do not give zakat from it, then this gold and silver is what they will be punished with in hellfire. حدثنا الحكم بن نافع أخبرنا شعيب حدثنا أبو الزناد أن عبد الرحمن بن هرمز الأعرج حدثه أنه سمع أبا هريرة رضي الله عنه 
یقول قال النبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ابو ہر رضی اللہ عنہ سید پرافت صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سید تل ای بلو علی صاحب علی خیر ما کانت ادا ہوا لم یوقیفیہ حقہ دیٹ کیمولس ول کم ٹو دیر ماسٹر ٹو دیر اونر ان دیر بیسٹ کنڈیشن میننگ دا بیسٹ کنڈیشن دا ہیلتھیسٹ دیٹ دے ور ان دا ورلڈ یو نو دیٹ اینیملس آلسو دیر ہیلتھ انکریسز اینڈ ڈکریسز دیر ٹائمز ون دیر ویری ہیلتھی دے ہیو لاٹ آف ویٹ اینڈ دیر ادر ٹائمز ون دیر ویری اسکنی دیر سک بٹ آن دا ڈے آف ججمنٹ دیز کیمولس ول کم ٹو دیر اونرز ہاؤ ان دیر پرائم کنڈیشن ان دیر بیسٹ کنڈیشن دا ہیلتھیسٹ دیٹ دے ایور ور If he did not pay what was due on them, why will they come like this? تَطَعُهُ بِأَخْفَافِهَا They will trample him with their hooves. So why will they come in their best condition? Because they will be heaviest. And then they will trample their owner with their hooves. وَتَأْتِ الْغَنَمُ عَلَى صَاحِبِهَا عَلَى خَيْرِ مَا كَانَتْ إِذَا لَمْ يُعْطِفِهَا حَقَّهَا Same thing with sheep. They will come to their master in their prime. And if he did not pay what was due on them, they will trample him with their hooves. And not just that, وَتَنْطَحُهُ بِقُرُونِهَا And they will also gore him with their horns. وَقَالَ And he said, وَمِنْ حَقِّهَا أَن تُحْلَبَ عَلَى الْمَاءِ And he said, that one of their rights is that they should be milked with water in front of them. Meaning, one of the rights of these animals, that they should also be treated in a good way. قَالَ وَلَا يَأْتِي أَحَدُكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِشَاتٍ يَحْمِلُهَا عَلَى رَقَبَتِهِ لَهَا يُعَارٌ The Prophet وسلم said that none of you should come on the day of judgment with a shat. A shat is a goat. Or a sheep. يَحْمِلُهَا عَلَى رَقَبَتِهِ لَهَا يُعَارٌ That he is carrying on his neck while it is bleating. لَهَا يُعَارٌ Meaning it is, it is making noise. فَيَقُولُ يَا مُحَمَّدٍ And that person will say, O Muhammad وسلم, Meaning help me. So basically the Prophet وسلم, said that none of you should come on the Day of Judgment carrying a sheep that is noisy, that is bleating, and then he comes to me begging that, O Prophet وسلم, help me. فَأَقُولُ لَا أَمْلِكُ لَكَ شَيْئًا قَدْ بَلَّغْتُ Because I will say that I cannot do anything for you, I already told you. I already conveyed to you what you were supposed to do. Meaning you should have given zakat on it. Why did you not give zakat on it? وَلَا يَأْتِي بِبَعِيرٍ يَحْمِلُهُ عَلَى رَقَبَتِهِ لَهُ رُغَاءٌ And he should not come on the Day of Judgment with a camel carrying it on his neck while that camel is also making noise, complaining. فَيَقُولُ يَا مُحَمَّدٍ And the person says to me, O Muhammad, No, فَأَقُولُ لَا أَمْلِكُ لَكَ شَيْئًا قَدْ بَلَّغْتُ I will say, I cannot help you in any way because I already conveyed the message. So what do we see in this hadith? That basically, when zakat is not given, there is punishment on the Day of Judgment. Basically, from other narrations, we learn that this is actually the punishment for ghul. Ghul is what? Stealing from war booty. That if a person steals from war booty, then he will bring that item on the Day of Judgment. And that item will be screaming. Meaning, attracting attention. 
that's how that animal will make noise. So we see over here the punishment for not giving zakat, which is that the animals will trample the person. And the punishment for ghul is that a person will come carrying that stolen item. And the Prophet ﷺ will not help such people because he will say, قَدْ بَلَّغْتُ I already conveyed to you. So this means that whatever money we have, if zakat is due on it, we must give zakat. And whatever money we have and we are not rightful owners of it, then we must do something about it today before it will become a source of embarrassment and trouble for us on the Day of Judgment. Next hadith. حدثنا علي بن عبد الله حدثنا هاشم بن القاسم حدثنا عبد الرحمن بن عبد الله بن دينار عن أبيه عن أبي صالح السمان عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه Now you see in this sanad, in this chain you have حدثنا, حدثنا right? and then you have عن, عن, عن isn't it? So حدثنا means حدثنا means there was سماع that the student heard from the teacher What does عن mean? That they have met. So, عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said من آتاه الله مالا Whoever is such that Allah has given him wealth فلم يؤدي زكاته And he does not give its zakat Then مثل له يوم القيامة شجاعا أقرع then that wealth will come to him in the form of a snake on the Day of Judgment. But what kind of a snake? Shuja'r. Shuja'r is a male snake, which is more violent. And Akra'r. Akra'r is a bald snake. And it is said that it's bald completely, meaning there's no fur on it or any kind of hair on its head. Why? Because of poison. Because of a great deal of poison inside of that snake. And this snake, lahu zabibatan. It will have zabibatan. What is zabibatan? Two black spots. Where? On its eyes. Yutawakuhu yawmal qiyama. And this snake will coil around him on the day of judgment. Meaning around his neck. Because tawq is a, is a neck collar. So this snake will be coiled around his neck, ثُمَّ يَأْخُذُ بِلِهْ زَمَتَيْهِ And then he will take his cheeks, meaning he will strike him at his cheeks. He will bite this person at his cheeks. Now imagine, poisonous, frightening, horrible looking snake that is coiled around the neck. And where is it biting the person? Straight on the cheeks. يَعْنِي شِدْقَيْهِ Another word for cheeks. ثُمَّ يَقُولُ And that snake will then say, أَنَا مَا لُكْ I am your money. أَنَا كَنْزُكْ I am your treasure. ثُمَّ تَلَا Then the Prophet ﷺ recited, لَا يَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ يَبْخَلُونَ الْآيَةِ That those people who are stingy with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them, meaning they don't spend it in the way of Allah, they don't give zakat from it, let them never think that they will be safe. He recited that ayah. So this hadith clearly shows that not giving zakat is a is a major sin. Because what's the bab? Ismi, sin. And remember, sins are of two types, major and minor. Major sins are the kabair, 
And the minor sins are the sagha'id. And how do you determine a major sin? A major sin is a sin for which there is punishment. The punishment is clearly given. So for not giving zakat, is there a punishment? Yes. So this is not an ordinary sin, it's a major sin. So this means that learning about zakat is something essential. Right? Because if a person does not know about what zakat they have to give, when they have to give, how much they have to give, on what they have to give, if they don't know these details, that means they will not give zakat properly. Or they will not give zakat at all because of their ignorance. And if they're not giving zakat, what are they doing? What are they doing? Committing a major sin for which is serious punishment in the hereafter. So learning about zakat, depending on what type of money you have, this is fardain. You know that there is two types of obligations. One type of obligation is fardain, meaning it's an obligation on every single individual. Like for example, salah. Your sister cannot pray for you. If one person prays in the family, that's not enough. Every single individual must perform their own prayers. Right? It's fardain. But when it comes to, for example, Salatul Jumu'ah, then is that fardain? Does every single member of the family have to perform Salatul Jumu'ah? No. It's the men who are required to perform. Right? On the men it is fardain. But not on the women. Likewise, when it comes to Salatul Eid, if a person is not able to go, or if some people do not come because of their work or something, or janaza, what is janaza? It is fard kifaya. Meaning from the community, at least some people, or the people who should, they should do it. If every single person is not doing it, then it's okay. But when it comes to learning about zakat, then remember it's your duty to learn about what zakat you have to give on the money that you have. Don't rely on others. Many women make this mistake. They say, you know what? My husband will do it. And the husband doesn't know how much gold you have or how much cash you have, how much money you've saved up. He doesn't know everything. So if you are sahibul mal, Allah has given you wealth, then you must know how to give zakat. If, for example, you're making money and you don't file your taxes, you're a homeowner, you're a business owner, and you don't file your taxes, and you say, well, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. No, that's not an excuse. It's not acceptable. Go hire someone who knows then. Right? You cannot say, I don't know. You have to give your taxes. So just like that, you have to give zakat. And if you don't take this matter seriously, this can bring a lot of trouble to a person. باب ما أدي زكاته فليس بكنزن ما أدي زكاته The money on which zakat is given فليس بكنزن Then it is not a kanz. What is kanz? A treasure. Earlier we learned in the ayah that يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةِ Those who have the kanz of gold and silver. And kanz is a treasure. And what is a treasure? Treasure is basically a lot of wealth or stored up wealth. So for example, if you have a locker in the bank and it's stuffed with gold jewelry, for example. What is that? It's a treasure. If you have a bank account and it's full of money, what is that? It's a treasure. So is it wrong to have a treasure? No, it's not wrong as long as zakat is given. So if, for example, you have 10 lockers in the bank, big ones, and they're full of gold jewelry, but you've given zakat on it, is that okay? It's okay. Then it will not be called kanz. So remember that kanz is that treasure on which zakat is not given. 
whether it is stored in the bank or it is stored in a locker in your home it doesn't matter where it is stored or it is laid open kanz is that on which zakat is not given and that on which zakat is given then regardless of its quantity it's not kanz liqawli nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam because of the statement of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that laysa fi ma duna khamsati awaqin sadaqa there is no sadaqa and by sadaqa what is meant is zakat there is no sadaqa due on what is less than five awaq. So basically, what is this hadith telling us? That what is less than five awaq, there is no zakat due on it. What is zakat due on? What is more than five awaq? Right? What is awaq? Inshallah, we'll get there. But the point is that this hadith shows that you are allowed to have more than five awaq. The maximum is not It's not limited. It's not prescribed. That you're only allowed to keep this much amount of money and not more than that. More than five awaq means even millions of awaq. But if you have millions of awaq and you're giving zakat on it, it's fine. Right? So from this hadith, Imam Bukhari is proving that basically it's not sinful to have a lot of money. As long as you give zakat on it. Now, what is awaq? Awaq is the plural of uqiyah. Uqiyah or uqiyah. Both are correct pronunciations. Uqiyah or uqiyah. Now, uqiyah was a well-known measure of weight since a long time, even before Islam. One uqiyah is 40 dirham. One uqiyah is how much? 40 dirham. In this hadith we learned that zakat is only due on how many uqiyah? How many awaq? Five. So five uqiyah, five awaq, will be how many dirham? 200. Right? 200 dirham. Now, what is dirham? Currency of which country? Huh? UAE and? And when it comes to the value of UAE dirham, does it increase and decrease? Yes. UAE dirham is not the dirham that we're talking about. Okay? Dirham, remember, historically, is the word that is used for silver coin. So when we say dirham, we're talking about silver. So 200 dirham, meaning 200 certain units of silver, is the amount of silver on which zakat is due. So this is the nisab of what? Of silver. This is the nisab of silver. What is the nisab of silver? 200 dirham. Now you're like, but that doesn't help me. How do I figure out how much this is? Now, one dirham, when you look at the historical dirham, the historical silver coin, yes, its value also increased and decreased, but in general terms, it's about 2.975 grams. That's very specific. Okay? 2.975 grams. So when you multiply that by 200, 200 dirham is how many grams of silver? 595. 595 grams of pure silver. This is the nisab of silver. So for example, you have silver jewelry. And when you weigh it, it's only 
300 grams. Is zakat due on it? If you've had it for a year? No. But let's say, when you have that silver jewelry, you realize you have something else that is also of silver. Are there things that are made of silver? Like what? Hmm? Okay, utensils. Maybe people have them for decorative purposes. Anything else that's made of pure silver? Besides jewelry and maybe some decorative stuff? Anything else? So, let's say you like to collect them. Okay? And so you have some. And when you weigh, when you put together all the silver that you have, okay, let's say you bought a brick of silver also, for example, and now when you put together all of that silver that you have in whatever form, in the form of jewelry or decorative things or other random things, they're actually of pure silver. When you collect them together, they are 700 grams of silver total. Is the cat due on that if you've had it all for a year? Yes. So remember that when it comes to silver, zakat is due on what? On the weight. I mean, depending on how many grams of silver you have. Not its monetary value. You can't say, well, silver is so cheap these days. Why do I have to give zakat on it? Doesn't matter. Even if one gram of silver is a few cents, but you have over 595 grams of silver, you have to give zakat on that. And inshallah we will learn about how exactly zakat is to be calculated. Okay, so right now, just in your notes, this should be very clear that the nisab of silver, nisab of silver, the amount of silver that you have on which zakat is due is how much? How many grams? 595. And remember, this is just a silver. If you have silver jewelry and it has, let's say, stones on it, then Is zakat also due on the stones? No, only on the silver. This is why when you're buying jewelry, whether gold or silver, always find out how much gold is in that jewelry and how much silver is in that jewelry. Okay? Because stones can be heavy, but there's no zakat due on stones. All right. And when you round it off again and again and again, it can add up to a lot of money. So this is why, be very sure about how much silver it is in the jewelry and how much gold it is in the jewelry. وَقَالَ أَحْمَدُ بْنُ الشَّبِيبِ بْنِ سَعِيدٍ حَدَّثَنَا أَبِي عَنْ يُونُسْ عَنْ ابْنِ شِهَابٍ عَنْ خَالِدِ بْنِ أَسْلَمْ قَالَ خَرَجْنَا مَعَ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا We went out with Abdullah ibn Umar, فَقَالَ أَعْرَابِيٌ أَخْبِرْنِي قَوْلَ اللَّهِ Then a Bedouin said to him that tell me about the word of Allah, meaning the ayah, وَالَّذِينَ يَكْنِزُونَ الذَّهَبَ وَالْفِضَّةَ وَلَا يُنْفِقُونَهَا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Tell me about this ayah, which says that those people who hoard up gold and silver and do not spend it in the way of Allah, قَالَ ابْنُ عُمَرْ ibn Umar said, رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا مَنْ كَنَزَهَا Whoever hoards it, فَلَمْ يُؤَدِّ زَكَاتَهَا And he does not give its zakat, That those who hoard it and do not give zakat on it, for them is punishment. And he said, إِنَّمَا كَانَ هَذَا قَبْلَ أَن تُنزَلَ الزَّكَاتُ This ayah was revealed before zakat rules were revealed. فَلَمَّا أُنزِلَتْ جَعْلَهَ اللَّهُ طُهْرًا لِلْأَمْوَالِ So when the rules of zakat were revealed, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made zakat a means of purification for money. So basically what he's saying is that before the rules of zakat were given, before the specifics of zakat were given, in general, we were prohibited from just keeping money. We had to spend at least some of it. How much? 
That was left to us. But then, as the, the specifics of zakat were given, then we had to give whatever was prescribed. And that is, for example, in gold and silver, 2.5%, right? So, basically what he said was that there's no sin in keeping money as long as you give zakat on it. The question of the Bedouin was that why do people have so much money? Because now there was an influx of money and people had a lot of wealth. And many people did not like this idea that why do some Muslims keep so much wealth? So they criticized them. So Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu explained that no, there's no sin in having money as long as zakat is given on it. حدثنا إسحاق بن يزيد أخبرنا شعيب بن إسحاق قال الأوزاعي أخبرني يحيى بن أبي كثير أن عمر بن يحيى بن عمارة أخبره عن أبيه يحيى بن عمارة ابن أبي الحسن أنه سمع أبا سعيد رضي الله عنه يقول قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said ليس فيما دون خمس أواق صدقة وليس فيما دون خمس ذود صدقه وليس فيما دون خمس اوسق صدقه In this hadith what do we learn first of all there's three rules given first of all ليس فيما دون خمس اواق صدقه there is no sadaqa meaning zakat due on what is less than five awaq five uqiya and we learned that this is the nisab of silver alhamdulillah we've discussed that earlier وَلَيْسَ فِي مَا دُونَ خَمْسِ دَوْدٍ صَدَقَةٍ And there is no zakat due on what is less than five dhawd. What is dhawd? Dhawd means camel. So five dhawd means five camels. So basically, when a person has five or more camels, then he has to give zakat. If he has three camels, no zakat. If he has four camels, then what? No zakat. Five or more, then there is zakat. So this is the nisab for, for zakat on camels. And inshallah we'll learn about the details of that later. Basically remember that, just to give you a little idea. When a person has five camels, then for those five camels, he has to give one sheep. What if he has ten camels? Two sheep. What if he has 15 camels? 3. What if he has 20? 4. What if he has 25? If he has 25 camels, now he has to give a she-camel. A she-camel? One she-camel, which is in its second year. Meaning it's two years old. One plus years old. That's what he has to give. When he has 25 camels. So then he doesn't have to give sheep one or two or three or four. He has to give what? One she camel. And the sheep also, by the way, is a certain type of sheep. I'm not going to go into the details of that. So 25 to 35 camels. When you have 25 to 35, then a she camel is due. If a person has 36 camels, then the nature of zakat will change. It has to be a she-camel in its third year because now its value is more, it's able to bear children, so it's more expensive. So for 36 onwards, 36 to 45, now a she-camel in its third year is due. For 46 to 60 camels, a she-camel in its fourth year is due. And so on and so forth. So basically the nature of zakat changes depending on how many camels the person has. 
The third rule here is وَلَيْسَ فِيمَا دُونَ خَمْسِ أَوْسُقٍ صَدَقَ And there is no sadaqa meaning zakat due on what is less than five أَوْسُق أَوْسُق is the plural of وَسَق And وَسَق is what? Basically a measure of weight which is used for grain or dates So we learned that there is zakat due on produce also But remember that it's not every type of produce. It's basically three things, if you think about it. There's grain, which is staple grain. So for example, wheat, then dates, and grapes. So for example, a person has a date palm orchard, and it's harvest day. And then when he gets all the dates, then for if it's more than five awsaq, then zakat is due on it. What exactly is awsaq? We're going to have to look at that in our next class, inshallah, because time is up. Okay? Inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.